Hi, you are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Happy Easter. Turn to your neighbor and say, Happy Easter. Hey, and then you guys, honestly, I'm going to shoot you real straight. I watch you guys walk in, low-key judging you. I know you're not supposed to judge at church, but I'll judge you. But you guys look fired today. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look fired today. You look fired today. Turn to your second choice and said, you did your best. You did. You did your best. Hey, we are so glad that you're here today. And I, I, I was thinking today when I was on the front row, I think when we get to heaven, I think we're going to be singing in Spanish. I don't know, but I told Diana the other day, I don't know something about the worship in Spanish. It just hits different. It just hits different. I don't think we're singing in English when we get to heaven. That's just my take. I don't know. I don't have a chapter or verse for it. Um, but I just believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in different tongues and different languages. It's going to be awesome. But we're glad you're here today. Happy Easter. Last year I was thinking to myself, this time last year I was ready to walk into church and ready to preach my heart out. And I didn't get to. I got to sit at home. I was in my pajamas last year on Easter. You guys, we made it. We're so thankful that we got to have Easter Sunday today. How many guys will be honest, you're wearing this, you had an outfit last year you didn't get to wear, but you're wearing it this year. Anybody like that at all today? Yeah, a few of us. Some of you guys are thinking, some of you guys are, some of you guys are like, you're more budget conscious. You're like, yo, I'm saving. You're like so excited that last year we didn't get to use those outfits. You're like, I've already spent my money last year. I ain't got to spend it. I ain't got to spend it this year. And so I'm so thankful I'm so thankful that we are here today. Hey, um, I grew up, I don't know about you today, but I grew up with not a super, super winning team. I don't know what kind of team you grew up with, or, but I, I know for me, like, it wasn't a super, super winning team. So I grew up, I, I'm a, I've been a Magic fan my whole entire life. There was a season where we got really, really close, and then uh, we missed a few free throws and kind of messed us up a little bit, but we, but we got close. But here's what I remember, uh, Jay's, Jay's a, a, a fan of sports. Jay, here's what I remember about Magic Games. I used to go to the Magic Games, and I all, we always left at the third quarter. When we, as, <laughs> some of y'all are like, mm, he, he's preaching already. He, like, you, I, I get it. Like, I told, we, all, we went to the Magic Games. I don't know how my dad got tickets. There were six of us. We couldn't afford tickets. I don't know if he was bartering or stole them. I don't really, it doesn't really matter. We went to the Magic Games, but we always left at the third quarter because we, 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 we hardly ever won. Like, the only, time, the only kind of people that stay in the fourth quarter are teams that win. We, we always left at the, at the third quarter because, like, yo, there, there's, there's no need to stay and watch, watch the loss. And one day we got to stay for the whole entire game. I was so excited we stayed for, for the whole entire game because there is a guy. He doesn't, ha- doesn't happen anymore. But back then there was, a goal, there was a guy that on the fourth quarter he would stand up and he would run around the rink. He was a big boy. He was, he was a big boy. So it was a miracle that he made all the way around. But we were, we, everybody, they were cheering that he never died, you know, while he was running around. But I, I was like, we can't, dad. So the next game, my dad me and said, dad, it's not over. It's not the end. You're, you're not making me leave. I, I want, they called him the fat guy. I, I want to stay and watch the fat guy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that in church or not. I don't know if it's politically correct or at this point, you really can't say anything. Someone's going to get offended. But the point is this. I, I was like, man, I, I got to see the fat guy run around. Like, I got to say, dad, it's not. It's not the end, Dad. It, it, it's not the end. Have you ever, maybe some of you guys, you, you've watched sports growing up, but you've watched the sports game, and when you watched the sports game, you went to sleep, or maybe you fell asleep on the couch, but you, you, you fell asleep and you woke up the next day, you were so bummed because your team lost, but then you turn on the news and you're like, holy cow, they stink and won. You're like, how in the world did they, I'm a Magic fan, I've never had that experience, but I've heard people, like they woke up the next day and they, their team had, 
demon won because they, what they realized it was it, they stayed around. You, get, you watch, it's, it's not the end. Uh, I'm a, um, I, I watch a little bit of basketball, the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I, I don't watch a lot, but I got to hear, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's like, yo, my bracket's not busted yet. After the first two games, I'm like, how in the world is your, is your bracket not busted? She said, I voted for the, she goes, I picked this team that I've never heard of before. It's called Oral Roberts. She goes, just for the heck of it, it sounded cool, so I went for it. And this Oral Roberts team, when I went to look at what, who they were, they were a team that they were a 15 seed. They were a 15 seed. Like, usually what that means is they're going to lose the first game. That's what that means if you're the 15 seed. And they beat a, a number, a good basketball team, Ohio State basketball team. And I wasn't too mad about that because I'm a, because I don't, because that's not my team. I wasn't like not a big deal. And, and that team went. So I was like, oh, I'm cheering for Oral Roberts the whole way through. Their next game, they played my Florida stinking Gators, and they beat them too. I was thinking the other day, how in the world did they win those games? And I believe that they won those games because they had this concept in their mind was that was this was, it's not the end. It's, this is, we, we've worked too hard, we've tried too hard, we've grinded too much, we've gone too fast, we've worked out too much, we've made it this far, it's not the end. We're going we're gonna to keep on going. It, it's not the end. It's not the end for us. And I was thinking about Jesus in the light of this idea of this is not the end. I, I remember in Jesus' story, today we're, we're, we're celebrating him, him leaving the tomb. Today, this, this, this Sunday. But there was a Friday. And before there was a Friday, there was a Thursday. And on Thursday, he's in the garden. He's praying. And if you remember the story, when he's in the garden, he prays to his father. He goes, hey, dad, if there's a better option, now's a good time. It, now, like, if you're going to show up, Jesus... There's a whole message you got to come next week about when Jesus shows up on time, always, never early, never late. Like he shows up on time. But I, I'm sure Jesus is saying to his father, hey, dad, if this is your chance, and I, I believe God says to Jesus that day, this is not the end. It's not the end, son. Like you're, you're going you're gonna to be okay. But then Friday comes, and Friday we see him, he's beaten. And last night I was on the, last night I was doing my devotions with my kids, and it doesn't happen all the time. I don't want you to think I'm a super good dad, but at kids' church, again, this devotion. So I was like, if it's coming from the church, I, I at least got to do the devotion, you know. And so I'm doing the devotion with my kids, and like, we're already, like, we've missed half the weeks. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know the story, so I'm like, I'm like flipping pages. They're like, we didn't do that page. Craig, I flipped to the next page. He goes, yeah, we didn't do that page either. I go, I know the story of Easter. They're six-year-old twins. And I get to the very end, they're like, you've, they're like, you've skipped so much. You've just, I'm like, well, I got to get to the end. And so we go from the garden, and from the garden we go to the cross. And when he's on the cross up there, he's hanging on the cross. And I said, kids, what was that like? Now, I got to explain to my kids what a crown of, thorn, crown of thorns was like because this week my, my daughter, she got a splinter. I said, hey, kids, can you imagine my six-year-old? Can you imagine having splinters all over your head? I said, do you think the, the blood was all over his body? And I said, yeah, dad, the, he was bloody, dad. It, was, it wasn't good, dad. It was bad. It was bad. It wasn't good. It was bad. And, I, and I, Jesus is on that cross. He's hanging there, and he's saying, Father, Father. He says a couple things on there. He says seven things on the cross. One thing he says on the cross, he says, hey, forgive them of their sins. Forgive the people that walked into Hope Church on Easter in 2021 and the ones who watched it on 2020 from the screen of their comfort of their living room. For, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them for the way. And I, I, I think why Jesus on the cross, I think, God answer, God, I think God whispers to his son, hey, son, this is not the end. So we see him in the garden saying, dad, Now's a good time to show up, and God, God, God says to Jesus, it's not the end. We see him on the cross, and he says to him, hey, this is not the end, son. And then he gets him in that tomb. Now, that tomb was dark. It's, I mean, it's like, it, it, there's no light was in there. No, no light was in there. 
But then we sang that song, the, the ground began to shake, the veil was torn away. And he gets into that tomb, he's in there and he's like, yo, that, that part's already over. The veil had already been torn. He's in there, he's like, he's in that thing. I, I don't know about you, but um, I can't speak for me, but my wife's in here. But she's afraid of the dark. I'm not. I grew up dark, so I ain't afraid of the dark. You know what I'm saying? Just wrote that one. You know what I'm saying, Uncle Ken? I grew up dark. I was okay. So I'm in there. I, I, I wasn't afraid of dark. I've been dark my whole life. My wife, she's like, ah, we got night lights. I haven't even told you this yet. You know that, you know, we have a, we have a, 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 a mirror that's supposed to go somewhere in our room. And I don't know where it's going to go out. But it's been, on, it's been on the floor. It's been, the, it's been there a while. No judgment. No judgment on you, Di. No judgment. Have you noticed today in 2021, someone says no judgment, they actually mean all judgment. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, she's like, my wife, she goes through these seasons where she starts plugging in these air fresheners everywhere. They usually run out for a while. No, no, no again, no judgment. <laughs> and ladies, you're laughing because you know exactly what that's like. And I think they're like $38 a bottle, I guess, because we can't keep them, we can't keep them refilled. <laughs> she's like, I got 38 coupons. I'm like, how much is going to cost you? She's like, they're going to pay me 38 cents. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost already. And so she plugged this air freshener, and you walk in the house, and it is like the garden of you. And you hit this smell, you hit this smell, you get to our room, you hit this smell. And, and she's plugged this air freshener in, and it's been there, but it's right next to the lamp. And the lamp, is the, the, not the lamp, it's right next to the, um, this mirror that's on the floor still. I don't know how long it's been there for. It's not, a, it's not a part of the story. It's, it's pointless. But the light from the, the air freshener is bouncing off the mirror, and it's blasting me in the face. I unplugged it like two weeks ago. And usually after about two weeks, my wife says to me, what happened to that air freshener? I know one thing, there's enough juice in the air freshener still out. The rest of them ran out. I don't know when we're going to get them back again, but I do know this. That one, and I had to move it because, I mean, I, I, but it was dark in that tomb. I'm like, I need to be darker when I'm sleeping. And, and I, I think God's, Jesus is in that tomb. And we don't, we don't have anything in the story where it talks about Jesus in a tomb talking to his father. But I guarantee he was talking to his father. He's like, you got me out of the garden, God. Dad, you got me off the cross, Dad. I'm, I'm actually ready to get out of the tomb now. And the Bible records that three days later, that tomb was rolled away, and then everybody comes running, and God tells his son once again, hey, son, this is not the end. I want to read a passage of scripture to you today where we see that it's, it's not the end. The Bible says in John chapter 20, verse 1, it'll be on the big, big Bibles in front of you. I like big Bibles, and I cannot lie. John chapter 20, verse 1 says this, early on Sunday morning, it's Sunday morning today, what a coincidence, it was dark. And Mary Magdalene, she came to the tomb and she found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And she's like, whoa, that, that's alarming to her. And mind you, all the prophecies that have been told, all the stories have been told, it got to them. They, they had heard about it, but this, they're living this in real time. We're, we're living this post the resurrection. They're living this in real time. And so it says here in verse 2, she ran and she got Simon Peter and the other disciples. They don't even get a name. The one Jesus loved was there. His name is John. He, he got a nickname, the one Jesus loved. Everybody has that favorite kid. Moms, if you're like, I don't have one. If Jesus had a favorite, moms, you had a favorite. It's here. The one who Jesus loved, John, she said, they've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Verse 3 says, Peter and the other disciples, they started out for the tomb. They were both running. I don't know about you, but I, I grew up, not grew up, I, I grew up playing sports, but later in life I started running. And the only reason why I wanted to run was because my, my sister-in-laws were doing this, these races, and, and I just wanted to go beat them, because that's my personality type. I just want to win. Whatever I'm doing, I want to run. And, and, I, and I, I, ran my first, I ran my first half marathon, and, and they ran my first 5K, and then a 10K, then a half marathon. I went to go run the full marathon, and Diana's like, hey, you need to buy better shoes. And I was like, babe, any excuse to buy new shoes, I'm interested. 
And I got the shoes and I began to, began to wear them. And I, these guys there, they didn't have no time to put on their shoes. They, they had no time to lace up their shoes. And my kids don't wear shoes. They don't wear, wear tie-up shoes. I'm like, just slide the ones on. Whatever ones are slide-ons. Moms and dads, you with me? Like, as fast as possible. I got a motto with my kids. The motto is this, ASAP. Like, hurry up. I, now I just tell them, hey, listen, if I'm leaving and diner are going to see that way, if you see my car rolling, get with your mama. They have no time to put their shoes on. They go running to see what they had what, what they'd heard about. They were both running, but the other disciples outran Peter. Peter was a little bit slower, and he reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in. I'm stooped there, and I mean, that, that word there is there for a reason. Like, I think it was one of these kind of things where it's kind of like, like nobody wants to see anybody dead, you know. You, you've seen that movie. I see dead people. Like, that's kind of experience they're about to have. They're like, and they kind of they kind of stoop in there. They didn't go running all the way. They're like, yo, I'm just gonna make sure because I don't want to be the first guy. I'm gonna be the first guy. He stopped, he looked in, and he saw, stooped, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Now there's a whole message there on why he didn't go in. I think maybe if you come back next week, we might get digging that. But if not, you can research it on your own. Verse 6 says this, then Simon Peter arrived and he went inside. Peter, you Peter, you know Peter. Peter, the guy that, the crazy Peter. Peter's the guy that took a sword out when they were about to arrest him. He took a sword and he cut that dude's ear off. Just like that. And Jesus like, hey, he didn't mean to do that. I really apologize. And it's not the end for his ear. He takes the ear up, puts it on the guy's ear. He's like, hey, I'm really, really sorry about that. He's crazy. This guy, he says things he shouldn't say. He does things he shouldn't do. Every church has one. This is ours. Simon, Simon Peter at our church. It's me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's Simon, Simon Peter, he's like, calm down. That's Simon Peter. So we got Peter here. He, he's, he's doing all kinds of, he, he denies Jesus three times, by the way. If you've ever denied Jesus one, don't be mad at yourself. Peter did it three times. And so the Bible says this story, these guys didn't go in, but Peter got there and he's like, I'm going in. I'm going in. He probably grabbed his sword. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart, lying apart from the other wrappings. Moms, Jesus was well trained. He, he cleaned up his bed afterwards. I know some of you women are like, see, you're going to use this verse against your husband. If Jesus made the bed, so can you. Be like Jesus, you know, <laughs> like the sign, be like Jesus. You know, like this, you can do it. Verse 8 says, the disciples who had reached the tomb first, also they went in. So now people are like, well, Peter went in, we're also going to go in. They once they got there. And they saw and they believed. They saw <clears throat> and they believed. They saw and they believed. I think there's a big difference between seeing and believing. I know for me, I saw this church. I, I knew that... God had saw this church and he saw things and I don't know if I fully believed in this church. I, I, I've seen things before. I'm not exactly sure if I believed, but eventually I believed in I believed. And the Bible records that they see and then they believe. And then verse 9 says, for until then they still not understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise, must rise from the dead. Now mind you, everything is not, this is real time. They're not sitting in their church thousands of years later looking back and saying, man, that was a cool story. Look how that happened. I love that video that we watched today that, that said that there, there's plenty of proof. All the eyewitnesses, there's historical evidence, there's scientific evidence, there's so much proof of the resurrection. Hundreds and hundreds of people saw Jesus. All we have to go by is, is eyewitness counts. All we can go by is word of mouth. It amazes me sometimes when people don't believe. It actually takes more faith not to believe than it does faith to actually take to believe. Some of you guys are going to process that, it's going to hit you later. It actually takes more faith not to believe than actually does. Because we, we take the word of the mouth account from everybody on everything. This happened. Person after person after person had saw Jesus. 
Now, here's the deal about this crucifixion story. It's not just a story. It's, it's truth and it's, it's real life. But Jesus had to show himself to all those people. If not, nobody would have ever believed. They would have believed the cross. They would have been like, it's over. No, and God's like, it's not over. They, God had to roll that tomb away so Jesus could walk this earth so that the people would believe. And not only did that, people had to begin to see him. So the next few weeks, if you, if you come back, we want to invite you back. We're going to unpack all the different times where people see Jesus walking and talking, moving on this earth. But verse 10 happens, and I love verse 10. Here's what verse 10 says. After they saw this, they went home. They just, they went home. Like they, they're gone. They, they, nowhere to be found. Mind you, thousands of people have followed Jesus all over the place. Thousands of people saw the miracles. Thousands of people saw them break the bread. Thousands of people saw all the miracles that Jesus did and, and experienced God. Thousands of people had seen Jesus, heard and saw people, Jesus touching people and healing. Thousands of people heard and seeing God restoring marriages and restoring relationships and, and fixing broken things. They saw that. And now the closer it gets to this crucifixion, the closer it gets to the cross, people are like, yo, we're gone. And I just want to give you a couple of ideas today, or a couple of thoughts for you to wrap around your facts, around your head today. Because I think Jesus wants you to know today that this is not the end. I thought Easter was over. I thought, last year I felt like it was the end. Any, I'm not going to ask for any hands today, because I don't know where we're at in here today. But we, some of us thought 2020 was the end. But let's be honest in here. Some of us that are older, like me, we, we, thought, we thought from 1999, midnight 01 to 2000, we thought that was the end. We, let's be honest. And, and there's been other times in our life, I, that's just where I, I'm at. I don't remember a whole lot before that. But some of you guys can remember some other times before that where you're like, this, somebody y'all in here today, you probably thought, you know, World War II, that, that was the end. The, 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 great, the great Recession, you know, the 60s, the 50s. You thought, that was, you thought that was the end. But there's more to life than this. There's more to this story than just the tomb. Because the story of Jesus, the story of Easter the garden, the cross, and the tomb, there's implications for you and I. Jesus didn't do this because he was bored. Because he was bored, there was a lot of better things to do. Well, there wasn't a whole lot back then to do, but there was a lot better things to do back then than to die on a cross. I'll be honest with you today, it would have been a lot easier for Jesus not to put the nails in his hands. It would have been a lot easier for Jesus not to have the crown of thorns on his hands. It would have been so much more easier to just, just to tell people, hey, believe, and they would just believe. It would have been so much more easier. It would have been so much more easier for this story just to end after Christmas. Jesus was born, December 25th. Not his actual birthday, but that's a whole other story. But the point is this. There would have been there's so much, but there's implications for you and for me on this Easter. That's why you came today. That's why, listen, that's why there's more people here today. On any other Sunday in all the, in all the world, there's people here. Because the, there's, there's validity to this story. There's, there's implications of Easter for you and I. And that's, that's why we show up. That's why we bring more people on Easter. I told our team today, that we're talking like, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone in our church said we're going to help and participate from now on? We'd, we'd, we'd have a mess on our hands. We'd have so, what if we had too many volunteers that we, it, actually, it actually frustrated us? I said, I don't know. When we get there, I'll let you guys know. What would it be like? So I want to give you a couple of implications for you and I. Here is the first one. No matter what's behind you, it's not the end. I think some of you guys, you, you've experienced things I've never experienced before. I had a guy walk up to me a few weeks ago and he goes, Man, I've, just, I've just seen so much. I want to let you know today, no matter what you've seen, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been a part of, it's not the end of your story. You see, it wasn't the end of Jesus' story. He had to show us what it would look like to get to the end and, and to continue. And now there's implications for you and I. He wants you to know it's not the end for you. Well, Wes, I've done some bad things. How many of you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but some of you guys, you've heard those people say this. 
well, if I go to church, the walls are going to fall down. Well, here's the deal. If that's you in here today, they're still standing. After all that kind of jumping some of y'all were doing, some of clapping, clapping and singing, that's harder for some people than it is for other people. But all that, he's picked you up over and over again. If you're here today and you're a Christian today or not a Christian today, he wants to change your name. He wants to change your mind. He wants to place you on a solid ground. And he's been wanting to do that since the very beginning of time. No matter what's behind you, it's not the end. Here's the second thing I want you to know today. No matter what's in front of you, it's not the end. Because, see, some of you guys walked in today and you said, this is going to be my last chance at trying church out again. Some of you guys, yeah, you're staring down the hardest days of your life. You're actually staring, they're actually in front of you. You're staring them down right now. I talked to all of our business owners last year, and they were like, oh, I thought that was the end. We all thought that was the end last year. A lot of people thought that was the end. I have people out here every day, well, you got to be ready, Pastor West. It's, it's, we're, come, we're, we're in the end times. I want to break it to you. It may get worse before it gets better. I talked to my friend the other day. I'm not putting my hope and my faith in anything that's on this earth. None of my hope, none of my faith, none of my trust is on anything. My kid said to me the other day, hey, Dad, did you hear? No, I didn't hear. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Because if it isn't this Bible, I believe this. I've already said this in my church, I believe this. If it's not this Bible, everything else beyond this is fake news. Everything. It makes it real simple for me. I don't have to be like, I don't really, I, I, look, guess what, church? If you're here today, you're like trying to figure this out. Like, I don't have to figure out which news channel to watch. I get my news from this book. <laughs> it makes it really easy. It makes it really easy for me. I don't have to worry about it. Hey, did you hear? I go, I don't know. I'm so busy shouting out the good news. I can't hear the negativity. I told our team the other day, I said, listen, I'm not, I told them, I'm not letting any negativity get in my way this week. I'll give you some, just a, some of y'all are new. You may not come back. Let me give a free piece of advice. I promise you this. For every person that you will unfriend or unfollow leaving here today, your mental health will go a little bit higher. You want to know how I know? I tested it. <laughs> I've unfollowed some of you guys that are in this building. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're here. <laughs> I, every day, every time I fall on false my mental health goes higher. Just, I, nothing can get in my way. Walked in here yesterday, that, that TV was broken last night. I said, not today, Satan. Our team ripped that thing down. They probably broke it, but they took it down. I just went to the store and just got on and brought it back and threw it up there. I said, nothing's going to stop. Some of you guys, you're, you're, the tough days are right in front of you. Let me give you one more verse and then I'm, I'm going to land the plane. I've been trying to land the plan for a few months. Here's, here's the deal. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 3, during the 40 days after Jesus suffered and died and rose again, after all that, after the tomb, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. Hey, guys, it's not the end. He goes a little bit further. Hey, Doubting Thomas, I love what he said. You know what he said? I wouldn't believe him if I saw the nail pierce hands and Jesus said, I am so glad that you asked. That Jesus rolls his sleeve up and goes, oh, you mean these? I love that story. Those two guys, they were walking down the street with them after he had done it. They walked all this way. He's talking to them. He's acting like he's just a normal day with Jesus, just a normal day. As he's walking with them, they're walking with them, and they're like, this guy doesn't even know what happened. Like, you don't know what happened? And the Bible says they get all the way down the street to where they were going. They all sit down and they had a meal. And here's what the Bible says. Once they broke their bread, that their eyes opened. Because you know what they've done before? Just three or four days before that, they have saw Jesus broke bread and goes, we've seen hands break breads like that before. It's not the end. It wasn't the end for Jesus. It wasn't the end for the disciples. And it wasn't the end for you. He appeared to the apostles from time to time saying, hey guys, it's not the end. The Bible says in many ways, in many ways that he was actually alive. 
and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. He's like, I didn't get to tell you guys this, but I want to let you know, disciples, it's not the end for you guys. Because he gets to Peter eventually. I'll tell you about that later. He gets to Peter, and Peter went back fishing again. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Not interested. He, Jesus is gone. He went back to his old job, his old life. And Jesus said to him, it's not the end. So here's what I want to do. I want to let you know today, it's not the end for you either. If, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Saw a girl yesterday, Pastor Wes, I got my second vaccine. So I'm going to be able to come back to church soon. I said, hey, guess what? I got the blood of Jesus. So if anything happens to me, I'm going to heaven. And I can't wait. Whether I'm on earth or there, I'm gonna, I got heaven. I got Jesus. Now, if you have a vaccine here today, I'm glad you're here. Everybody gets to do what they want to do. Everybody gets to do what they want to do. That's the, that's, that's the beauty of everybody getting to do what they want to do. But here's what I do. I'm placing all my faith and all my trust in Jesus Christ. That's all we can do, church. Because that's going to last forever. It's not the end. There's going to be another pandemic. There's going to be more wars and rumors of wars. It, that's, what the, that's, what my, that's what real news tells us. There's going to be more bad things happening, but it's not the end. So I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I want to give you an opportunity to place your faith in Jesus Christ. I, the only way for it not to be the end is if you place your faith in Jesus Christ. That is the only way for it not to be the end. The only way for it not to be the end is for you to place your faith that Jesus was in that tomb and he rose again three days later. That's the only way. That's the only way. The Bible tells us in this room that in this room that everyone here today is a sinner. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says that, that we're all sinners. Every single one of us. We've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. And here's the bad news for that. Because of that, there needed to be somebody that would pay the price for all the sins of humanity. And so Jesus, because we couldn't pay the price, because it was either perfection or to pay the penalty, we couldn't pay the penalty, Jesus sent his son down the cross for our sins to raise again three days later and to walk and to rule and to reign this earth. That's the only way to get to heaven. It's the only way for things not to be the end. And then the Bible says a little bit further on, if anyone, if anybody with the past, anybody struggling with their present, anybody worried about their future, no matter where you fit in at, anybody would believe that Jesus died and rose again, their life could be changed forever on this earth. And even better, when we get, there's a place called heaven that God's preparing for his sons and daughters. Anybody who believes, anybody with the past, Anybody with the struggle today, anybody struggling with tomorrow, anybody and everybody can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and have eternity with Jesus forever. So if you're here today and you say, Wes, I need that. You're talking to me today. I, I'm, I'm the per I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but I want one. If things can change with a relationship with Jesus Christ, Pastor Wes, I want that. So if that's you in here today, I want to invite you just to pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again three days later. I'm inviting you, Jesus, to save me, to change me, to make me new. Come into my life, Jesus, and save me. And then would you say this when we say, Jesus, thank you for saving me? I needed that. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I wonder why your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. No one's looking around. I wonder how many of you guys say, Wes, Pastor Wes, when you prayed that prayer, I prayed with you for the very first time and I placed my faith in Jesus Christ. Would you just shoot your hand up all across the room and say, no one's looking around, just me. Would you shoot your hand and say, Wes, I prayed that prayer with you. I invited Jesus to be my Savior. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your boldness. Anybody else, Pastor Wes, when you prayed that prayer, I invited Jesus to be my Savior. Awesome. 
I'm going to invite everyone across the way to stand to their feet, everyone. We're going to worship Jesus. We're going we're gonna to worship the risen Savior. Hey, can we put our hands together for those that placed their faith in Jesus Christ today for the first time? Whether you're online, whether you're in the room today, let's come on. Let's worship Him this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.